your thirsty mind a podcast created for children like me i am abhiram a 9 year old bengaluru based kid learning from experiences of others please join me in my journey as i explore the world by talking to people lined up on my show hello all welcome to my first podcast a thirsty mind I am very excited about the show because there's so much to learn on this journey. Today I have Preeti Herman. She's based in France and is the executive director for change.org. She has started a community for women called She Creates Change, which has around 150 women across India working on various women and child development issues. You know she's also an Obama fellow above all an awesome person Miss Preeti welcome to a thirsty mind Hi Abhiram thank you for having me on your show and I'm very very honored to be here I'm excited to have you you're actually an awesome person <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me why I... why you think so Yeah because you are met uh, to not fishing okay i just i'm not fishing i just i'm very curious to know what you know okay. and why you think so because you met two of my most favorite people in the world mm. can you tell me rakan and vishal obama can you tell me more about you sure um i am from india i i grew up in south india I currently head an organization called change.org foundation. Um I have I I live with my partner, my spouse, um and I have a 2-year-old baby. Her name is Ame. She's very naughty and I have two cats. They are Carbon and Genie. Um I I'm very excited about my the job I do. because it allows me to meet people around the world to you know people in my team my colleagues are supporting individuals across the world to step up and become change makers and leaders and drive change and our work is to support that and i think that's a very exciting thing to do and so yeah uh, that's pretty much uh, a summary of of me okay where were you born i was born in bangalore where did you grow up i heard you grew up in gudlur isn't it near uti and masinagudi i love the satyamangalam forest belt how was it to grow up among nature Oh my god I think it was the best thing you're right I I spent a big part of my childhood in a place called Gudalur it's in Tamil Nadu near Rooty it's near it's you know it's about 3 hours from Mysore Mysuru and it is surrounded by forests it's the Mudumalai wildlife uh, sanctuary and uh, I think it was fun we we grew up playing with with you know mud and and rocks and climbing on trees and 
you know, being surrounded by lots of bugs. I know, Abhiram, that's not a favorite of yours, but I actually really enjoyed it, even though some of them stung or bit hard. Um, some of my most favorite memories of my childhood are just, you know, sitting on top of fruit trees, munching on fruits and talking to friends. Um, we used to have, at that time, elephants and deer that would, you know, come close to our house. Um, all of that is super exciting for me, though. We would see all of these animals in the wild and be very excited. I think it's a very excellent opportunity to be able to grow up uh, near the forest, and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Did you, did you just say Mudumalai forest? Yeah, Mudumalai. Yes. Yeah, I have been Why? to Mudumalai for our holiday. Oh, really? When? In the month of February, we went on a family holiday. It's amazing. What did you What did you see? Did you see any wild animals? Yeah, we saw cheetahs. We saw animals in the wild. We saw cheetahs on safari. Ah, oh, I think they are leopards. We don't have cheetah in India, but yeah, they very they look very similar. So it's confusing. But yeah, we have. It's actually rare to see a leopard. You're lucky. Father saw three. He saw one uh, sitting on a tree. That's amazing. Truly is amazing. It's very rare to be able to see them on a safari. Yeah. So bird watching is also another, another interest of mine. And Gurulur, Mudumala is such a great place for bird watching. So, did you like watching birds? Yeah, we actually we found so many. Like we spotted, uh, uh, spotted owlets. Oh, wow. And uh, we found we shikes, bayback mm. and long-tailed ones. Mm. We also found uh, uh, woodpeckers, which mm. it keeps on going like a, it, I, it's like a, it's like somebody is tapping a finger on a wooden table. Yeah, or knocking the door. Talk, talk, talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're quite amazing. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about your family. I am <laughs> um, very close to my father and mother. They both live in Bangalore. Um, I, my husband and I live in Paris. Uh, we have a daughter, like I told you earlier. We also have two other members of my family are our two cats, Carbon and Jeannie. I also have a brother who lives with his uh, wife and children, his family um, in Australia. So that's my immediate family. But you know, for me, family also, I have a different idea of a family. Family for me is not just blood relatives, you know, it's also the friends you make along the way, it's the people you work with. So that way, I have a huge family. I have family members who are, you know, the She Creates Change family, which your mom, Shilpa, is part of. I consider that family. I consider people I work with as family because, you know, we're very close. It's, I, I think I can say I have a very big family and it'll take a long time for me to explain, uh, give you details about each one of them. Okay. What does it mean to be the executive director of change.org? Um, so I helped set up change.org in India. This was many years ago. It was eight years ago. Um, and 
as we built out the program, uh, especially after some time, uh, it became clear that my, some of the skills I had in being able to think far ahead, think very big picture, you know, they call it the vision, be able to have a clear vision, be able to think of, you know, strengthening the work that we do uh, well. It looked like I had a, a, a strong skill for it. And um, I, I interviewed for this role three years ago and I got selected. And a lot of people within my team were excited about it as well. Where was change.org before it came to India? Where was it? So they, the, the, the company, so there are, there's a company and a foundation. It was started in the U.S., and then slowly they, they, you know, they were experimenting with, it's a technology platform, right? So it's online. So they were experimenting with it. And then they realized a lot of people outside of the U.S. were also super interested um, in, and not just interested, but wanted to use the platform because they wanted to really, you know, bring about positive change in their community. And so they set up, teams in many countries in 2011, 2011 and 2012. And uh, that's when it came to India. I was born in 2011. Oh, wow. So yeah, change.org is like, yeah, it was, it came as a gift, birthday gift to you. Wow. <laughs> what does it mean to be an Obama fellow? By the way, Barack and Michelle Obama are my favorite people. They are, I didn't know that. And they are two of my most favorite people as well. They're amazing. But um, how is it to be an Obama fellow? Do you like being it? Oh, yes. I think it's an incredible opportunity. I feel very lucky to have become an Obama fellow. What does it mean? It means that I get to be part of this group of 20 fellows. So all the other 19 fellows are from different parts of the world. We are able to come together and then, you know, the, the team that organizes the fellowship program ensures that we have exposure to different, very wise people, smart people, that we can talk to them and learn from them. In all in all, it, it is meant to help what we are doing get better. So for me, she creates change. Uh, it's why she creates change and change.org is why I got the fellowship because they were excited about the potential of the program. So they said, why are we giving you this fellowship so that we can help you in making it better. And so I've met amazing, smart people, uh, very humble, very talented and experienced people um, who, who came in to talk to us about their work, to train us a little bit on a few things here and there. But also the 19 other people in my group, it just that that for me is another family. By the way, Abhiram, it feels it feels like a very close knit group of uh, incredible people from around the world. So overall, how does it feel? It feels it feels so awesome. Um, I, I think I'll feel awesome for the rest of my life because I'm an Obama fellow. I also want to become an Obama fellow when I grow up. Yes, I think you can. It's like a great opportunity for you. Yeah. yeah, it is. How was your experience meeting the Obamas? <laughs> That's a great question. 
I was so excited. I was so excited. I was so nervous. So the thing is, they, they got us into this room, all the 20 fellows. And then we were made to sit in this big circle in a beautiful library. And they said the, the Obamas were going to come in some time. So we were sitting around the, the, the circle. We are looking at each other. We are trying to kind of support each other because different people were feeling nervous. Some people were like getting too, too excited. You know, some people like, like felt like they couldn't control it. And so we, we were trying to come together as a group of friends to support each other. And then suddenly Barack Obama walks into the room. My God, he is so smart, so eloquent. Um, yeah. And the thing that he keeps doing is he, he, he continues to inspire hope, you know. Um, he kind of continues to inspire so much hope. So he spent about an hour and a half or so talking to us. Um, I don't remember how long. It was, it was a considerable amount of time. He spent some time talking to us and he was answering our questions and just chatting with us. So it was just like 21, of, 21 22 of us around the circle. And he was chatting and he walked in. He knew each one of us. And that was another big, you know, overwhelming feeling because he, he's such an amazing, huge personality person. And he walked in said came shook hands with everyone across the you know around the circle and then he knew everyone's name and he knew what work they were doing because he had gone through our profiles and he had helped in selecting the fellows that was quite humbling for me i just i thought that was another yeah it was a amazing moment as he was sitting and speaking to us towards the end suddenly michelle obama walked in and that was another big moment. She, she came in, she, was, she came in a little earlier than planned. They have a good chemistry, the two of them. They, they are, you know that they are really good friends. Um, and they, they connect and understand each other really well. Um, they also seem like they're also very different people, personalities. So after she came, we had a little bit of a photo session with them. And then... Uh, Obama left and then Michelle Obama stayed back to speak with us and you know Abiram I got really lucky because I got to sit right next to her for the next hour and a half and and you know as we were speaking like I was she was she's so animated and excited while speaking and she was sitting there and she was talking to us and I felt so lucky to be sitting right next to her through that hour and a half I want to do that. <laughs> I think you'll be able to because I think it's a big part of their life commitment to continue to support and inspire young leaders because they believe, like me, uh, or rather I believe like them, that change can't happen because of one leader or one group of people. It has to happen from everywhere. Everyone who can step up to change something wrong in their community or in their school or in their society should be able to do that. And I think they will continue to therefore support leaders like me and emerging leaders like you. So I would say continue to aspire. I continue building on your dreams. I'm pretty sure you'll meet them. That sounds exciting. Plus true. <laughs> what did the Obamas talk about? It was more than two years ago. He, we asked him a lot about what it meant to be president, what it meant to be a leader. Um, 
I, I don't, I have my notes on this. I don't remember fully, but I think the, the overall summary of his, the conversation with him was what it meant to be a leader and, and especially in trying times, a lot of people in the room were dejected because they felt like maybe the world is moving into a space where people are more divided and leaders are not bringing people together, but dividing them further. And I remember this one message from Obama, which he, which he kind of says quite often in different places. He said, look, you can't think about it in a three to five year perspective. You need to think about this as a generation and more. And if you look at the arc of, of you know, justice, the history, you will see that it, if you look at the arc of history, uh, you'll see that it leans towards justice is what he says. What he basically means to say is even if there are temporary challenges, even if it seems like life is so difficult and everything around you is bad, he says, keep working on it because in the long run, it will move towards getting better. So that was the main theme of the talk with him. He was very inspiring. He continued to be the person who inspired and gave us hope. And then Michelle Obama was you know, I mean, Mr. Obama was anyways, you know, he was calm, poised, very much, you know, the leader. Michelle Obama was, you know, vivacious, you know, electrical. She had so much energy. And she had actually a very important message because a lot of people around the room, the, the Obama fellows, are people who head the organizations. And normally at, at, at that point, Life feels like, oh, you, I have to do all of these things. And if I don't, what will happen? And her message to us was, you know what? Whatever you've chosen to do is really good and important, but prioritize family. Focus on family and focus on yourself. Give yourself rest. Be compassionate to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself because you need yourself to actually be doing the work you want to do. And that was also a very humbling message. She said, it's okay. You don't need to carry the world on your shoulders. It's fine. Do what you can, but rest as much as you can and spend time with family. My mother also thinks like that. But there's one more thing. Even my mother is like Michelle Obama. She has so much energy while talking. Like She has, she, you know, she has been to the Women Deliver Conference in Canada, right? Mm, I, I actually agree. Abiram, I actually think your mom is like Michelle Obama. She's full of energy. She always wants to help people. She's trying to inspire people. You have a great mom. Yeah. You should tell her that. Amma, you are like Michelle Obama. So, <laughs> did you meet Sasha and Maria Obama? No, I didn't. Mm. We were always in official settings, so um, I didn't see that. Uh, my, by Obama's, I thought to meet Sasha and Mali Obama also. Do you want to meet them? Yeah. They also seem so like should... people like uh, Barack and Michelle Obama. That's right. I think so too. I've only heard about them. I, you know, their parents talk a lot about them. So I've heard about them a, a lot from their parents. But I think you should make this part of your plan of meeting the Obamas. It can't just be the two Obamas. You have to meet all four of them. Yeah, it's like, uh, see, it's like uh, meeting two Obamas is a big one. But 
meeting all the Obamas. It's a bigger opportunity than the big one meeting. To it is the ultimate. Yes, yes, I agree. I think you should aim for that. Yeah. Hmm. How is life in France? It's good, but I miss India a lot. France is really nice. It's a small city. I live in Paris and Paris is a small city. I've only been there for two years now. It's a short-term plan. Uh, we're not planning to be there forever. We wanted to kind of be able to, you know, when we, when we got an opportunity, we thought, oh, this is interesting. Maybe we should live somewhere new and then come back to India. And so Paris is a lot smaller compared to other cities in India. Um, it has a really good uh, metro system. And which means that, you know, in the two years I've been there, I have not taken the taxi ever. I either take the cycle or I take a metro to go wherever I have to go. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool. They have a really good system. Uh, I feel like people are a little bit like Indians. They're very social. You know, they, they, they like to socialize a lot. Um, they f I like their food. Um, but in Paris, there's also a lot of variety. It's not just French food. There are very different kinds of people and cultures and food and languages as well. Yeah. So it's nice. It's nice. But I have to tell you, I, I still miss home. I still be miss being in India. Have you been to the seven wonder, one of the seven wonders of the world, which is in Paris? Yes, I have. The Eiffel Tower. Yes, I have. Do you know there is a, you know the Statue of Liberty in New York? Yes, yes I know the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. So this, that one was commissioned. The, the person who built it was a French guy. Oh. So France and the U.S. always had like a good relationship. And you know what? And after that, the, the Statue of Liberty is so big. Um, and so it was a huge landmark, right? So after it was, gift, it was built, it was put up in New York, um, France was gifted a tiny Statue of Liberty. When I say tiny, it means like a, maybe you know, twice life size. I don't know the exact size, but it's not as big as the, the original one. But right next to the Eiffel Tower, close by, there is a smaller statue of Liberty. I love pet sitting. Would you allow me to uh, uh, sit your pets? Sometimes Absolutely. I'm, like, Absolutely. I'm like, I always like uh, cats, dogs and all types of animals. So I would like pet sitting a lot. Absolutely. Do you? You'll have to come to Paris though, because they are in. Oh, I thought you brought, yes. brought um, them to Bangalore. They were in Bangalore. We took them with us when we went to Paris. Um, oh, you mean this time? No, no. I so so no no. That's a transporting pets is very difficult from one country to the other. So taking them there took so much time. We wouldn't have got the required permission to come back in time with the cats. I I wish they made it easier. I know. What I agree. advice do you give kids my age? I don't think I'm the right person to give you advice, Abhiram. What do you, what do you, why don't you ask me? I'll tell you. What advice did he wish he got? Mm, I would like something about the world mm. and type of nature you live in. Something about 
Abhiram, I'm, I'm practicing. There's something that I'm, I'm learning. And it's very difficult. Like you have lessons in school and some of them are easy and some of them are difficult. Even after school, adults are also always learning something. Some of it is easy. Some of it is difficult. The thing that I'm learning now, which is very difficult for me, is this concept called self-compassion. Do you know what that is? You mean kindness, compassion? Mm. Yeah. Mm. It means like, you know, the, 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 it's, it's like saying, treat yourself like you would treat your most favorite person in this world. And that's difficult because we are the most harsh to ourselves, right? Because if, you know, if I didn't get some marks that I wanted, enough marks I wanted, I'd be like, oh, why am I like this? Or if I didn't hit a goal or if I didn't run fast enough, I'm always angry at myself, annoyed. I always blame myself, you know, and, and this exercise in self-compassion has been really tough. But it's good because it's very powerful. If you're able to do that, no, I think you can become very, very successful in life because you'll know what is it that you want to. How do you practice self-compassion? So, so two, three steps that I, I try to do. It's different for different people. The philosophy is be nice to yourself, right? And I, have a, I try to build a framework. The framework for me is treat myself the way I want to treat my daughter who is the, you know, the most precious thing for me right now in, in the world. And so when I'm upset or when I'm angry, I try to calm down. I try to do some breathing and just ask myself, what's wrong? What's happening? Why are you upset? Um, and sometimes, you know, they, they, they call this the self check-in, which means sometimes whenever you have two minutes, ask yourself, how are you doing? What's going on? You're feeling happy, you're feeling tired, you're feeling stressed, what's up? And then if you're able to get your mind to start understanding yourself and recognizing your needs, then, you know, you can go and rest some more if you have to. Or if you feel like you're feeling frustrated, but you can't really explain why, if you're able to do that exercise, you'll be able to know, oh, maybe because, you know, I'm trying to study this and like, I just can't understand it. And my mom is telling me I'm not studying and it's not my fault. You know, being able to understand your feelings and emotions better is very important. Being, then being able to communicate it is important. And all of that happens when you're able to check in with yourself often, maybe once or twice in a day and asking, how are you doing? What's going on? And especially when you're upset and sad and even when you're happy. What's going on? I think I get it. Amma, me and my brother, we meditate every night. Recently, while meditating, I felt lucky from inside. Which means, from bottom of my heart, I felt lucky. That's amazing, Abhiram. Okay. That's amazing. No, I understand that. I understand that. Abhiram, I think you're, that's very profound. That's pretty, that's very wise. Not many, even many adults won't be able to say that. It's amazing that you're saying that. Thank you. This question may be a little funny, but I want to laugh. Please. May I request you start something like She Creates Change program for children? I would love to attend. What do you, what is, what have you heard about the program that makes you interested in attending one? 
Why do you why do you want one for children? What do you think will be in the program? It would be like uh, many kinds of things. We help our mothers do stuff, um, mm. become better in learning. See, she creates change. Are like uh, one fifty women mm. working for mm. women and child development. Mm. They call change makers. Yeah. Ah, so you're saying you want to become a change maker and you want to program for it. Is that what you're saying? Change makers like a change maker juniors one. Not not a, like ages like from we can say 6 to 15. Mm, that's a great age group. Uh will you help me? if i if i start this program mm, okay i would love to i can't do it by myself because you know it will if i i started the program i started she creates change because i feel like i can really understand and empathize and feel the ambition of women change makers and so you know it almost feels like an instinct for me to do that i'm not a child anymore though so it'll be difficult for me to try and do use that same framework to build a program for children so i need your help i'm like a young teenager i'm not teenager you're right yeah see meant i am i'm so outdated already i'm already i'm calling you child i'm sorry you're right i think young adults is that right mm. or or what should i call you teens but how can i help make you start this one Mm. If you're interested in the program I would say there are many people many organizations that are doing similar programs for children between the age of the age group that you talked about the preteens uh teens that age group um so if you want to attend a program I would say just ask work with your mom do some online search you will definitely find places especially in bangalore that are doing things like that and they're very fun and exciting if you want to start the program then it's a different thing then you know what instead of me starting a program you should start the program and i'll help you take it off what do you think why don't we do kids create change <laughs> i know it's a great idea see i would never come up with an idea like this see it's coming from you it has to be you who starting it correct okay i think well any all in all if you have some ideas let's continue to talk about it i i'd be very interested to hear more and see how i can help you sure but after we finish this podcast okay okay that makes sense yes so we should be start the rapid fire now we i have i have there's a rapid fire yeah Mm. Okay. Let's um let's start the rapid fire. I might fail this because I'm not a I'm not a rap- rapid fire thinker. Let's try. Try as fast as you can. Okay? Okay. Okay. Who inspires you the most? The change makers of she creates change. Who is your best friend? I have many not one your biggest fear um fear of drowning what was your favorite game when you were 9 years old 
very honestly climbing trees yeah you know i used to love climbing guava trees okay. mm. why because it's easy to climb plus you have guavas that you can eat <laughs> so funny what is your favorite animal elephant your favorite actor my favorite actor uh oh, da, 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 da. god i don't have one sorry okay okay what is your favorite book don't have a favorite one again fail sorry can i tell you on the favorite actor um I think I have many but there is a Tamil actor this is how bad I am I can't even remember his name now um see what did I tell you about rapid fire um uh, what's that god he's very popular um Vijay Sethupathi yes my mother watches malayalam movies all the time and tamil movies yes, because she's trying to learn malayalam now because she can call decision makers or people in power in kerala and then talk to them and tell them why they are not doing their job well that's what it is she's trying to learn malayalam yeah she's learning she she learned malayalam also uh, because mm. she, because remember the kerala mega flood gin mm kerala mm mm my mother rescued 9000 people that's that's pretty cool man i'm telling you your mom is a superstar come on if you want to if this is by the way if you're feeling internally lucky is that what you said yeah inside lucky this is she is part of that thank you miss preeti for coming on my show it was wonderful to have you here and learn from your experience i'm sure my listeners loved it as well thank you for having me on your show Dear listeners, please subscribe to Our Thursday Mind on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Please follow me on Twitter as at the rate Our Thursday underscore Mind. I also have a Facebook page called Our Thursday Mind. To get in touch with us, please email my mom Shilpa J N at the rate gmail dot com.